Thank you so much to our sponsor of the day, Mary Morse Jewelry. You can reach out to her at shop underscore MB designs on Instagram or www.shopmbdesigns.com. Today's interview question comes from the Miss USA Top 5 interview questions on stage. Listen, pause, and then answer for yourself. Should influencers be required by law to say if they are being paid to promote an item they are posting about? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. If you're new here, my name is Casey Gibson, and don't forget to like, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on. Today, we will be doing the play-by-play of the Miss USA 2022 competition. Before we get started, I want to let you guys in on a few interesting things that I've been noticing about the Miss USA competition before it even got started. If you are keeping up with Danny Walker on YouTube, who is a former Miss Montana USA and competed a few years back in Miss USA, she did a huge video on what is really happening behind the scenes or what it looks like is happening from our view instead of being actually at the pageant. This year, they had girls bring a multitude of outfits, but one of them being a first look outfit. This outfit was used at finals right before they decided who they wanted to be continuing on in the pageant. I will talk more about that when we get towards the end of this episode, but I want to touch and talk about a few things before we get there. On this list of items they needed to bring to Miss USA, they of course had their interview outfit, a couple different casual outfits. The one that really stuck out to me was seven black bottoms. They could be shorts, they could be skirts, they could be pants. Whatever you're feeling, you could have a short and a pant leg, whatever you want. This was very interesting. They gave the girls one Miss USA t-shirt sponsored. And other than that, the other sponsors of the pageant gave them a t-shirt like Best Buddies and Cinegents, which I'm still trying to figure out if it's makeup, lipstick, what that brand is, but we'll figure that out throughout this episode. So that was just an interesting part. And they said to bring one evening gown. However, if you notice... One person in particular had two evening gowns. She had one for prelims and one for finals. I didn't notice anyone else having that. So that's a very interesting thing, saying that they did say bring only one evening gown. Interesting, interesting. Well, let's get started on what happened at Miss USA 2022. All right, guys, before we, you know, really dive into it, I want to name a few people that went to the Miss Academy out of the way of just them doing it at Cancun trip and, you know, different groups as an entire class of Miss USA contestants this year. These are the girls that I noticed on Instagram from the tags and what people have showed me and sent me their pictures. I just want to go ahead and name off the list and we'll see where they place in the top 16 and possibly the top five. The girls that went to Miss Academy this year, out of the way of all the other things, were California, North Carolina, Texas, South Carolina, Georgia, Washington, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Montana, and Alabama. There are a few more, but these were the only ones that I could get photo proof of. All right, so they start the show with Elle and a shirtless motorcycle man. I was very confused about how this started. She was like, I'm ready to go see it. And then all of a sudden, it's this opening production, which... I want to give them a 10 out of 10 on their opening production. Still not understanding why they have these bodysuits, but it was a whole moment. They did this huge 
dance production and so they did this whole opening number and then they would do one dance and then they would roll into the first set of intros during prelims of miss usa and teen usa they had the girls scrambled which they would have a w in the middle of the a's florida was towards the end mississippi was last very random and they said that this even the playing field and that's what i talked about in the teen usa play-by-play I just think it was ridiculous and it didn't do anything with the playing field. If the girl brought it, it didn't matter if she was first or last. So I think going forward, don't confuse people by putting them in different orders because they didn't really have a great explanation for it. If they said, okay, like they turned in their paperwork in this order. Cool. Okay, that's fine, but still weird. I just think going forward, Miss USA should really think about just keeping it not normal. And I get this as hashtag pageantry reimagined. But definitely keeping the playing field level is not mixing them and then putting back them order for finals. So that was a really weird thing. Just throwing that out there. So they did some of the intros and then they came out with a whole nother dance routine and they had these hats. Oh, it was a moment. There is definitely videos out there on Instagram. I know probably Rhoda USA posted it as well as Miss USA themselves and Elle. Elle posted some of those. Then they did the other half of girls. Then they came out with another dance production and it was to nails, hair, hips, heels. It was like a whole, it was fantastic, honestly. But I was really sad because all Elle did, she had a jump, the bodysuit is what the girls had on, a long sleeve Giovanni bodysuit with like tassels. Elle had on the pantsuit version and she just kind of shook the whole time, just shook. And so honestly, next time I have to do a dance on stage, I'm just going to shake, just going to, just going to (laughs) shake. And then they did the rest of, after the whole nails, hairs, hips, heels song, they did the rest of the girls. And then they, I was kind of sad that the girls didn't get to do their normal introductions. And it was just a man's voiceover. They didn't say who the man was or who was reading it, but they just had someone else do the voiceovers. But being able to call your state's name is a huge deal saying, you know, I'm so-and-so, miss so-and-so. It's a really, really, really big deal to these girls. And I appreciate them letting them do it during prelims, but this is Miss USA. Let the girls say their name. They are proud to wear that state across their chest. Don't have somebody else voice it over. And I get for production time, I mean, they ran over. They had the slot from 8 to 10.30. They would have had plenty of time to let the girls actually introduce themselves. They could have done it in between their five different dance performances. I mean, it would have been totally fine. And the one big thing that they kept hitting on was for the next Miss USA, they wanted her to have her own unique style. This year, they were really big on fashion. And when I say Miss USA normally sets the field or the level of what's happening next in the pageant world, I really think so. There's a lot of ramble of maybe cutouts were back. And oh my goodness, the amount of cutouts on the Miss USA stage on those dresses, so many. So I can officially say I think cutouts in dresses for evening gown are back. So after they talked about how Miss USA has to have a unique style, she's going to have a lavish lifestyle, the package is enormous with fancy cars, fancy hotels, fancy, you know, living spaces, six salary figure. You know what? That's funny. They never said this year a six figure salary. Interesting. Wow. I just picked up on that. Continuing on. While they were introducing themselves, doing the dance productions, when they brought them off stage, they immediately changed into their first look outfits. So this was the outfit that was supposed to scream, I am Miss USA, hear me roar, was the outfit. This was the outfit that Danny Walker was talking about in her YouTube video that she also posted to her Instagram 
you can go look at that on social media. I'll also repost this on my Instagram page that you can check it out. They were never told, hey, you're going to wear this as your first look as Miss USA on stage. You know, I would think if somebody said first look, I'm thinking, you know, day after press conference, so you're going to come boss babed up, looking great, lavish, wonderful. Some of these girls were unaware of the definition. Let me take that back. Most of these girls were very unaware of this definition. I wish they would have given them more, hey, this is going to be your outfit that the judges will say, I want you to be in the top five or I do not want you on the stage. Gotta go, sweetheart. I wish they would have told them that because that would have just, you know, made that playing field equal by not letting any of them know at all. That's just unfair. Come on, this is Miss USA. Like, let's, these girls are here for a reason. Let's at least give them the reason of why they're using a first look outfit. So it's an immediate yes or no has to happen as soon as she's called for top 16. So I want to give you my picks for top 16 and then I'll tell you who actually made it into top 16. So my picks going into finals night were Arizona, California, District of Columbia, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, Connecticut, New Mexico, and then I had some maybes. My maybes were Mississippi, Washington, Minnesota, Florida. Okay, so here's who actually got into top 16, and a really cool thing they did was they played, as they walked down the runway for their first look outfit, they did a clip from their interview, which Miss USA picked these clips. The girls who made it were District of Columbia, New Mexico, California, Connecticut, Missouri, Ohio, Nebraska, Tennessee, Illinois, Kansas, North Carolina, New Hampshire, West Virginia, Minnesota, Texas, and Vermont. The ones that I picked, so I had, I had 10 out of the top 16 picking that Connecticut won People's Choice is what my thoughts were. They never said who actually won People's Choice. They didn't do any of those optional award or side awards as I like to call them for photogenic and all of that fun jazz. They didn't do any of that which was weird, but I did my research on Saturday. This was, you know, the right before the Teen USA finals. I went ahead and looked, you know, who's winning in People's Choice monies because People's Choice, like it is at every pageant, you vote on a contestant dollar money-based or wherever you're at in the world for that person to be in the top. And so Connecticut at that moment was the money person to make into the top 16. It may have changed, but my backups for money next in line would have been Arizona, then California, and New Mexico. So I don't know. It could have been New Mexico, California, or Connecticut, but the fact that Arizona wasn't in there means that Connecticut must have been the People's Choice winner. So after they do their top 16, they run straight into the top 12 for swimsuit. They go into for swimsuit. All of the contestants came out in their swimsuit, which was so nice. I appreciate that they allowed all the girls to get back into their swimsuit, even though they may have not made that top 16. It still gave them one more chance on live television. That is awesome. I appreciate that. That was a really sweet moment for those girls, especially good branding for them for kittenish. Let's talk about these swimsuits before we keep moving on. The one big thing I wrote next to every person's name in my prelim group was butt glue. If anyone out there does not know what butt glue is, it is a roll-on or even used toupee tape, which is double-sided sticky tape, to hold down the bottom of your swimsuit. Some of these swimsuits became thongs because, you know, them girls are strutting, they are moving so fast, they're in high heels. So when you match high heels in a bikini with your bottoms up, 
the back side of you, that's just, it's concerning. We'll go with that. It's concerning. So I get maybe they just didn't have time to put the butt glue on, but you could tell the girls that were very prepared for swimsuit had the butt glue or the toupee tape. They were making sure their bottoms did not move. They make butt glue or butt tape or butt spray. Whatever you need to get that swimsuit sticking down, girlfriend, invest. Invest in some booty glue. But moving forward, they did their swimsuit. They had all the girls come out. And for top 12 in swimsuit, they had New Hampshire, Kansas, Texas, Tennessee, North Carolina, Nebraska, Minnesota, New Mexico, Ohio, Vermont, Illinois, and Connecticut. They did their swimsuit walk. It was fantastic. And the one thing they kept talking about over and over and over, which I understand, Krista Stewart. They just kept talking about how great she was. It was amazing to be under her her leadership, and I want to be half the woman you are one day. But what tells me something isn't as genuine as it is is facial expressions. you got to read somebody's body language when they're talking nicely about someone to see if that's exactly how they feel about them. So just go back and watch some of those clips, and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. But what was really cool, the CEO of Miss Universe was there. The owner of the whole Miss USA CEO organization was there as well. So that was nice to have all of them there, as well as Miss Universe herself was there. They brought out the new Miss Teen USA. She is really, really well-spoken. I was really proud of her. She looked amazing in a Giovanni gown. And it was a great sign because she even mentioned, she was like, if you look at the video from last night, I turned around and all the girls just rushed me. Pinpoint that in your head for me. For the teen, she said, she turned around and all of the girls rushed to hug her. That is when you know they crowned the correct person on stage. Every year they have always had the Miss USA rush. You know, Instagram reels that show when Chesley Cress won or when Deshauna Barber, any of them winning, the girls always rush them. If you watch the footage, you can see all of them rushing to the runner-ups. Morgan Romano is being hugged left and right. There's pictures of it on Instagram. It just is very interesting. And, you know, if they told the girls, please don't rush. We want this to be her moment, whoever it is. Totally fine. But it just says a lot if they let the teens rush. And then the misses don't even rush the winner. So the girls moved into evening gown, in which I kind of like this part. It was giving... Julia Heron, Miss South Carolina, America vibes. Julia played the piano the entire time, each night and finals, when the contestants or delegates were competing in evening gown. And that's what happened here. They had, I want to say it was Flowers, I think was the girl's name. She was a music person. She was playing the piano and it was beautiful. I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Some people, not so much. They were kind of complaining that they didn't have real music. They had their own type of music because they didn't want to pay to use other people's music on live television, which was kind of funny, but I, I didn't even notice. So for evening gown, some of my standout favorites were definitely Texas. And did you guys notice she had two dresses? She was the only one that I noticed in the top that made it that had two dresses. Her first dress on prelim night was a sage green flowy muted colored dress with a nude top that had it almost looked like it was coming into her chest with beading. But when she walked down the gold gown, I was like, I know on that Miss USA list they said one evening gown, sister, but it's okay. North Carolina, Vermont, 
in Illinois. Those were my standout ones. Those stairs coming down the stage, if you actually watch Miss USA and Teen USA, you know what I'm talking about. I think all pageant coaches now should have a set of stairs in their studio or girls, you know, I'm going to start practicing how to walk down stairs in six inch heels because my goodness, the next pageant you go to is probably going to have 45 stairs for you to walk down. I felt awful for Miss Kansas because she had a long slinky silver dress on and you know, you're not used to probably having to do stairs in an evening gown. And so she was, you know, trying to get down the stairs, but it was rough. I felt terrible for her because that's not something you're normally preparing for walking downstairs in an evening gown so from now on coaches out there listening put a set of stairs in your store even if it's four stairs three stairs ten stairs put some stairs in your store I want to talk about a comment that one of my really close friends Cyrus Frakes put on Instagram who he is a pageant coach which I didn't notice this until after he said it so his post on Facebook was my take on the Miss USA prelims they obviously gave the ladies no time to practice coming down those flights of stairs they all looked awkward and uncomfortable please fix that before finals love the up close camera angles it shows so many that are mimicking the same robotic facial expressions pulse your lip one two three half smile one two three chin up one two three fake giggle laugh one two three pulse your lips one two three cut your eyes to the left one two three shoulder shrug one two three what happened to girls just being naturally beautiful and being themselves other than that can't wait for the final showdown hashtag the king has spoken i agree with him here you could definitely notice all the girls doing the same movements but is that a miss academy thing Or is that what they taught them how to do? Or are they just copying each other? I don't know. But they definitely did it a little less in finals because the nerves are on. The girls are not, you know, robotic thinking for those kind of performances. After evening gown, all the girls looked wonderful. They did one last look. And then they had the Miss Universe come on. She almost started crying on the stage. She's just... I think she really loves what she's been doing this whole year. She's been very visible, working really, really, really hard. And she wanted to make the message and make sure everyone knew that we are all beautiful in our own bodies. She has been catching a lot of bad negative comments about her body transitioning since she won Miss Universe. And that's a stressful position. None of us have ever been in that, unless you're a Miss Universe listening. Because girl, if so, reach out to me. I'd love to chat with you. (laughs) But that's a position that no one is ever, I think, really mentally and physically prepared for. And I I bet it's definitely taking a toll on her. And learning to love yourself is the most important thing that girls need to do and men need to do nowadays. Next, they showed another clip. This one was kind of funny. It was of Elle in the casino doing a, you know, a little promo for the Grand Sierra Resort where they have a bunch of different casinos in Reno Tahoe. And she had this dress on and it literally had a deck of cards over her shoulders. It was kind of funny. And I was like, what? I literally put in my my notes L in a card dress not kidding it literally was made of cards (laughs) and then before they went into evening gown they did a tribute to Chesley Crest and I of course just immediately lost it while watching the video I thought they could have done more and I understand why April Simpkins who's her mother and her stepdad didn't go because they had a lot of good memories from there that they wanted to hold to themselves and they didn't want it to change. 
And I absolutely understand that. So they weren't there and she did a video about it and posted it. And I was really hoping that they were going to post her video, you know, while they were doing the live show or even to show her crowning video. So I, in my Instagram slide where you can find this posting on crowning moment podcast on Instagram, I'm going to do the video that should have been played that Mackenzie Jade from Concord, North Carolina, which is a dress store posted about her because it's what should have been done. So I'm very, very disappointed that the Miss USA system didn't at least do something more than a simple photo. A simple photo. So I just want to say that. And yeah, I'm a little upset about it. A little angry. And that's okay. Because we all should be. All she gets is a photo. She was way more than that. She deserved way more than that. But I digress. I'll make sure I post something. After they did their evening gown, they went ahead and did or a sitting around the table conversations like the teen did. Deshauna Barber again put on her Instagram story, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. This is not what I would say is a Miss USA big deal is, you know, sitting around a table and chatting. That's just not, not it, you know? I'm fine with just a simple onstage question. We move into crowning. We move on with our lives. It happens. Yeah, this whole table thing, like, Miss America is trying to do it. Miss USA is doing it now. It's just... I get it, preps the girls, give them a funny question, then give them a serious question standing there. You don't have to do it as a group because then it's really uncomfortable. All the girls are trying to talk in over each other. And then one of the big things was the lady that was emceeing, they, she asked a question like a this or that, you know, are skinny jeans or flare jeans in? And she looked at Ohio and was like, I'm only going to pick a few people. Like you, you need to hurry up if you're going to answer. And like the uproar of people on social media, like it was kind of rude. Like it was definitely rude. So I just, I think they need to be done with that whole section. I think asking the girls one round through funny questions, get to know them kind of like at Miss Universe, they ask, you know, like, you know, what's a hidden talent about you or something fun like that. That would be fun to do in their evening gowns and then roll into, okay, it's serious question time. Like, let's do it. That would be a fun way to do it rather than doing the whole sit down. They have to change twice. It's just a lot of moving parts. So our top five was Ohio, North Carolina, Texas, Illinois, and Nebraska. When I say my jaw hit the floor, my jaw hit the floor. I was so shocked that District of Columbia wasn't in here. For people who may not follow any other sides of pageantry, District of Columbia placed, I think, in the top five, which at Earth USA they do something unique where they have the elements. So Emma Loney is one of the national title holders, and she's one of the elements. I think she's Miss Earth Eco USA. They do different, like Miss Earth Water, Miss Earth Fire, Miss Earth Air, they do different elements. And so Miss District of Columbia was one of the top five national winners and was one of the elements. Very interesting background on her. So I was really sad that she didn't make it in the top because also we're going to come back to costume contest. She should have won. She should have won the costume contest. She did like the seal from the Oval Office. It was fantastic. So kudos to you, DC. You really, 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 really brought it in the costume contest and you really brought it in Miss USA. And I'm so sad that you didn't make top five. I digress again. So top five, we started with our serious onstage questions. Nebraska. So Nebraska's question, these are spark noted questions, not exact wording. They asked her a question along the lines of, in 2022, why are women still facing issues in male-dominated fields? She said, people just don't recognize women, and as an attorney, I'll make sure that they are seen. It was kind of like a, 
okay. Okay. <laughs> she answered the question, but it just wasn't enough um behind it. So next one they had was Illinois. And her question was, are placing age limits on voting ethical? They were talking about putting a max and a minimum on voting or changing the minimum age limit. And she said, I think that everyone should go after their wildest dreams. And I do not think it's ethical to place limits on people, especially in voting realms, when we need everyone's vote because everyone's vote matters. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Retweet. Then Texas. Hers. Okay. I want to talk about this because the entire pageant was based around fashion and, you know, being your most unique fashion self, which I think, honestly, as a whole, really helped Texas in this situation. I'm not discounting her. She did fantastic. She looked phenomenal. I definitely would have placed her in the top three. But this pageant really just kind of fit her interestingly. So her question was basically, how do we fix climate change and, you know, how do we control it? And she said, you know, adding a recycle bin into your space or into your work. And she talked about how since she's a sustainable fashion designer, she was talking about how she made all of her outfits for Miss USA and she was wearing the interview suit that she made herself. There was also a really cute walk-in outfit that she upcycled from one of her friends that had this white suit that she didn't want to have anymore so she just gave it to her and she wore it for walk-in so check out her instagram it's a really cute white suit it has this cool black ruffle on it and a black side short i liked the answer but it was almost like the agenda was to make her look like she fit the perfect mold for the system and i know i'm not the only one that saw that genuinely she was beautiful i think she will do amazing at universe but i just feel like they made it too much to a t to fit her personality, her uniqueness, her look. But North Carolina's on stage question, which I asked at the beginning of this podcast, should influencers be required by law to say if they're being paid to promote an item? Morgan replied with no, I don't think so. Because if the people that are posting these items that I choose to follow, I am thinking and choosing these people because they actually care about their followers and who is around them. They're not going to just do something for clout or for money. So make sure you're following the correct people on Instagram that are promoting these products that you can actually believe that are using them in their day-to-day lives, which I think was a great, a great answer for this question. I feel like it could have gone one of two ways. I mean, you could have said, yeah, I don't want to be lied to. Social media sometimes can be a fraud. Or you could say, no, I trust people. But it really wasn't up in the air. I think she had a great answer for it anyway. So it was definitely, it put her in the top two for sure. And then we had Miss Ohio. Her question, again, Spark noted, I could only get a clip of it. The feed cut out. We'll talk about that at the end of this as well. Her question was somewhere along the lines of, why is there so much pushback on the change in our movie and screenplays by adding diversity? She had a really good statement, and I'm like, now I understand why you're in the top five. She was like, as the United States, we are united, and we need to stand by one another and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, girl, okay, which is an answer that is really universal. You can use it just about anywhere with any question. So whoever her coach is, great answer. But we've come to that point in the podcast where I tell you about who actually won Miss USA. They did a lasting impression, which was the last look before where they came up to the front and they stood in front of the judges and looked at them. From here, I don't really know what point system they had. I don't know if it's final ballot or what they're doing because they didn't really tell you. They just said to get them there, they need a third, a third, a third. That's it. 
For this, I don't know if it's even a yes or a no, or does her answer really matter? No clue. But for this, again, they did that fifth, fourth, third, second winner, which is still very confusing to everyone in the pageant world because that's just not normal. But here we go. In fifth place was Illinois, and then fourth place was Ohio, third place, Nebraska, and I was like, oh my goodness, North Carolina and Texas are the only two left. Like, it could go either way. They're the, like, out of the entire show, these are the two that I'm like, yep, it was going to come down to them, not surprised, not surprised. With this pageantry reimagined, I was really hoping that they were going to bring in that woman in STEM background, really push that heavy, so they can show all the little girls out there that you can do it too. You can be smart. You can be pretty, you can be the full package, and you can be Miss USA. That's the push that I was thinking they were going to have, but I was wrong, and that's okay. Morgan ended up getting second runner-up, or I'm sorry, really first runner-up, but second place, however you want to call it, and then Texas won. The big uproar controversy is, oh my goodness, Texas looks so unexcited about winning. I went back and looked at her video when she won Miss Texas USA. She did the same, oh my goodness, hands over the mouth. She's not a crier, people. She doesn't scream, jump, and hit the floor. She's just a very calm, cool, collective person. And that's what I picked up from her Texas USA winning photo to her Miss USA winning video. So I don't think that she wasn't excited. I think she's excited. It was a rush of emotion. She just won Miss USA. So I don't think that there was any sort of like, upset or angry or oh she already knew she was gonna win I don't think it was any of that she just isn't a person that showed big emotion so I think we just you know move on get over that so let's talk about Miss USA as a whole this organization I have been following since I was probably four I loved watching Miss USA on actual television networks I'm so tired of having to download and pay $69 for Hulu live it's just y'all there's got to be an easier way. I give to Miss America. Peacock was free when I watched Miss America. That was cool. It was already on my smart TV. It worked. And so for the people that actually bought it, because you had to, you didn't really have a choice, you had to buy from the Miss USA Live, it was like 35 or 45 a video, and then you had to pay for each division, or you could just buy all of them for $150, still not including the Miss Finals, which, guys, come on. Like, this seems like it's about to go on pageants live. Like, what are we doing? This is Miss USA, Crystal. I love you, girl, but we got to get on one of these new stations. I am so tired of having to spend all this extra money just so I can watch my favorite people. I get you got to make money somewhere, but can we not make money off the people? Like, can, can we just like do it off of views that the new stations already get and stop making us have to pay so much money to watch this show because that's turning people away from watching it because it's not as accessible to watch with your average run through clicker if you're you know the people the channel changer people if they scroll from miss usa they'll usually stop so the fact that it's not there anymore or that you have to go get it from these hidden tv hulus and youtube tvs nobody is going to watch it like they used to so let's really think about that for next year it's just a good critique that I have for you guys. Let's just work on that. But I really think, you know, live streaming on YouTube is a great idea. Live streaming on Facebook is a great idea. Just like, is there some way that we could make it more affordable for just the average person wanting to watch Miss USA? Also, remember I said we're going to come back about the Miss Academy? Let's talk about it. So in our top five, we had Ohio, Nebraska, North Carolina, Texas, and Illinois. So on my list of things I could find, 
there was another girl out there, I don't remember who it was, but there's another one in that top five that also went to Miss Academy. So North Carolina, Texas, top two. So it's just interesting. So the question is, do you have to go to Miss Academy to win Miss USA? That's a good question. I also wanted to touch on that costume contest. So I actually watched the costume contest and of course my favorites were Disturbed Columbia. I really, really, really liked Nevada. She had like all of these cards, Vegas themed, it was awesome. And I also really loved Tennessee. I was really shocked that Texas actually won the state costume. She had this cover over and then it got stuck, which I would have, if I was a judge, taken off points because it wasn't a smooth transition, but maybe I'm just too nitpicky. I just didn't see her winning that. I really honestly saw Tennessee or District of Columbia because theirs were popping. But, you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess we'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate this podcast on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Bye, guys!